We attic. I am so excited for tonight's guest because she's a tough Texan who happens to be a fellow ghost hunter. She's not just any ghost hunter, though. She is the founder of the paranormal group, The Ghost Hunting Beauties. Please welcome to the show, the beautiful Miss Angela Cotts. Welcome, Angela. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so how's everything in Texas, by the way? Raining today, raining and cold. You think it'd be warmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angela, you grew up in Texas, and what kind of a kid were you growing up? Uh, according to my mom, a pain in the butt. <laughs> no, I, I was kind of an adventurer back then, uh, kind of a weird kid. Uh, I had gifts and abilities as a child. Uh, I was able to see and, and talk to the non-living. So there was kind of a, I was a little bit weird and, and people thought I was a little strange, but I also loved to go on adventures out in the woods. We used to, I mean, I'm a country girl, so we would go out Ghost hunting, when we were kids, the adults would take us for miles and walk to cemeteries with our flashlights. So this was almost like regular growing up. So so why not do that as an adult? Why not? That's, I mean, that's incredible. You had mentioned uh, before we went on air that it is generational. So you said your mother had ability and your daughter actually has abilities. Yes, indeed. My mother now, what she has is more of visions and premonitions, and she can kind of, she knows when things are going to happen. She sees it like right before it happens. And with my daughter, like she absolutely sees the non-living. She can see them and go, who's that standing over there? And why are they wearing this, this, and this? And ever since she was very little, so we knew she wasn't making it up. And even with, she went to the cemetery with my mother. And she goes, who is that man with this hat? And she described the man perfectly. It was my grandfather. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Yeah, amazing and a little creepy, but like kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> now, when did you, now, did you have like a moment when you were younger, like the kid in the sixth sense? Did you wonder why other people weren't seeing what you could see or feel what you were feeling at these locations? Definitely. It was one of those that I honestly like when you're a kid and you don't have like now we have shows and the Internet where you can go, oh, that's what that is. That's that's what a medium is. That's what a psychic is. That's what a an empath is. Back then, we didn't even have the Internet because I mean, that, I'm that old. <laughs> no, no Internet. I didn't have internet either. I'm right there with you. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but they had they didn't have any resources. They didn't have ghost hunting shows and things back then. So as a kid, I didn't have a clue what it meant. I just knew that if the phone would ring, I'd go, Oh, so and so died. Or or hey, who is that person standing over there? That that looks kind of strange. I just kind of thought I was weird. And, and other people would just like, I don't see it. So I, I kind of would brush it off as being a, a kid with an imagination. Like wow, it was yeah. nurtured and it was never dismissed. It was more of, well, I don't see that. So then I just stopped talking about it and stopped doing anything about it. It just happened to always be there. And with my premonition, people just knew that I was right, you know, a, a lot of the times. And since I was right, people would listen to me. They'd go, oh, okay, something's about to happen, so we shouldn't travel today. You know, people would start listening to me, and things like that would happen. But other than that, I just thought I was a strange kid. 
<laughs> right now, I can understand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know what? You you actually brought up a great point earlier. You had said, well, this wasn't available when you and I were growing up. And now there's this paranormal explosion. And what I love about what you're doing is that you found your niche. You have this crew of beautiful women investigating the paranormal. And I'd love to hear about your team and how you assembled this. Oh, thank you. Well, definitely, I, I started watching some ghost hunting shows, you know, a little more recently. I was scared at first because, I mean, I don't want to watch it late at night and go, oh, what was that? Start hearing things in the house. But <laughs> right. I, had, I had friends of mine that all went and stayed for a girl's trip at the Hotel Galvez. And two of the girls were just on an adventure from the rest. They went and climbed through air vents. Now, I don't recommend this for everyone. (laughs) Disclaimer, disclaimer. They went and climbed through air vents to get into a room with that was haunted. And they would, they actually started filming with their cell phones. They had the the do not disturb signs on the doors. Those were, were flickering back and forth, back and forth with no air vents blowing on them. Wow. In the middle of the night, they had the, their their doors would fly open and slam shut, and it it was they were filming these things and showing it to me, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so sad I missed it. And I said, but that would scare the crap out of me. I've never stayed anywhere haunted before, and no little did I know that most places are haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and and in a way, you've been haunted your whole life because you could see and feel those things. Exactly. Exactly. But I always separated what I experienced from haunted experiences because I figured that haunted was something scary. Like that meant like your doors are slamming shut and you have like the walls bleeding. That to me was like being haunted. My experiences were more I could hear and see and feel things and it was all peaceful. So their experience, I was like, what the heck? I was like, I don't know what Because it was a different... It was a misconception, and so I started watching more ghost hunting shows, and something I didn't see was all women. I saw, like, there's always at least a guy there, and I thought, well, why don't we try this with all women? You know, women director and producing, which is me, and and having the uh, paranormals who are professionals, all women, and then having models who are inexperienced come in and kind of just go for it. I love that. They look like they're having fun. I think it, no, it's a brilliant idea because you have the background, you have the pedigree and the paranormal, and then you have, as a producer, you're looking at it from a television angle, like what's the hook. And if you bring models in, obviously people are going to watch it's brilliant and it's authentic, you know, and I'm, I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. No, I think it's, I think it's so clever. And I'm, I am curious though. You did mention about, you didn't, you didn't growing up have a lot of scary experiences, but so far, what has been your scariest experience? Oh gosh. With the whole life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's been a few because uh, since I started working with the professionals and working with other mediums, it's kind of like we say, everybody is gifted in a certain way. Like everyone has muscles, but how many people are bodybuilders? Well, mediums are like the bodybuilders with their mind and with the paranormal. Well said. They use it so much. So other people, they're like, can I do this? You certainly could. So this was almost like I started a workout routine and the mediumship started growing and growing and growing. And it started to get to where 
more and more clear. So I didn't realize that my abilities would start to come out. So the scariest so far was, I think, one of our first adventures in the haunted Lavaca Jail. Now, I didn't know what to do, and that's why, thank goodness for the pros. Thank goodness we have professionals who nothing phases them that I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) If they get scared, you're really going to see me run. (laughs) But we're sitting there, and it was, as honest as before they got there, it was daytime. And you don't think about a lot of things happening during daytime because these shows are at night. Right, right. we, we walk around thinking that, Ghosts are asleep during the day and wake up during the night. I I get it. (laughs) And no one tells me this, though. No one tells me this. So I'm sitting down trying to eat something before the show starts filming. We're, you know, my husband's getting B-roll footage out there, you know, getting, you know, examining things. And I get a weird feeling and my heart starts racing and I start hearing a woman talking. Well, I thought it was the ladies that run the jail, and I look around and no one's there. Oh, and wow. And you know, my heart starts really racing, and I hear a woman basically start yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, oh God, oh, God, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? I'm by myself. I'm by myself. And I run. <laughs> I, I get it. I start running towards the jail cells where everybody else is there. You know, my husband's getting B-roll, and he was doing interviews at that time. Because I thought he was just getting B-roll. He was doing the full interviews, so no one else was around. I was purely alone. Oh, wow. And I was standing there with my husband thinking, okay, I'm standing next to him. We're doing the interviews. We're good. I look to my right, and there is a full-blown shadow figure pacing in a jail cell. Oh, my gosh. And I can't scream because we're rolling. Oh, my gosh squeezing his shoulder going he wants us to leave i hear him clearly he goes he's got to go that's what the man tells me and i said the guy wants you to leave and he's putting his finger to his mouth like tell me we're filming right now we're rolling and i'm like he said you have to leave i don't know how this works but i think you have to leave (laughs) no and and it's good that you were you know, relaying that message, because in my experience, when you experience a shadow person, it's usually a negative experience. So they're either angry or, you know, it's that lack of light. They're in a negative space. So you were very wise for relaying the message. <laughs> oh, he didn't stop filming. That's that's one thing is my husband's not at all intimidated. He, he never has felt in danger. He, he's always he said by the end of the night when we were filming. Uh, two of the girls crashed out. Like we usually film till like almost four in the morning. They fell asleep. They didn't make it. <laughs> so they were asleep. And it's just me left with two paranormal girls uh, from SPI. And they're sitting with me. And we caught it on film, thank God, because you never know what you're going to capture on film. So true. You never know what you're going to capture on film. And we're sitting there. And suddenly you hear a jail cell slam. And I'm like, oh, and I put my hands across my face and you can see I'm just freaking out. I don't blame you. (laughs) These professionals, they're unfazed. They just go, they're excited because they're like, good, we've got activity and we're documenting. This is just another day for them. Well, you know, you yourself, um, you mentioned earlier prior to going on the air, I was, I was getting your, 
take on the paranormal and how you approach investigating. And something I really liked about what you said is that you're also not afraid on camera to debunk. So what is kind of your ghost hunting philosophy when you're out at these locations? So the main focus we have is the number one is telling the history of the place, like the real history, not just the haunted history, like this place was founded at this time. Here's the history, because I have a very deep appreciation for history. Yeah, me, me to too. This is what this place represents. Mm-hmm. And I feel like spirits that stay there, they appreciate it too. So it's almost like paying homage to them as well. I love that. So we, we, we talk about their history. Then we talk about here are the rumors. Because we don't know at this point until we film, because you can't script the ghosts. Like, and you really can't script people if you want a show like ours. You have to just tell them and go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because I feel like if you're reading a script and you're scripting everything, that it just comes off as disingenuous. And that's what I wanted to avoid because I know. A lot of reality shows, they fake things, and, and, and they have to have a structure, but behind that structure, they will script a lot of stuff. And yes, with us, you're right. doing that. I tell them, we're about to go have a conversation about this, and then go. The conversations are authentic. We're about to ghost hunt over here, and go. So if we make a mistake, for example, uh, early on, the girls didn't realize that the meters would pick up on uh, the, like, a lot of walls that are built with old electrical kind of things will pick it up. And so your meter looks like it's going off. We'll immediately say, this is something else. This is not paranormal. The meter is going off, but this is why. We, we want to debunk things. We don't want fake information because, I mean, what's the point in that? I, mean, I, no I love that. I love that. And I think you also understand that a, a ghost hunter's reputation is everything. So, you know, once one thing is fake, then if it gets out there, then it's like, there's no more credibility. And I know credibility means a lot to you. And I respect that immensely. Oh, absolutely. And that's the point of having the professionals as well, because they've been in the paranormal world over 20 years, way longer than us. They know how to do the investigations. They know what's real. They know what's not real. Like I'll give you an example. Um, on some investigations I'm doing, which is not their investigations because they, they actually, this is what they do. They go to homes, they help people, they help spirits. Like they are professionals. This is truly what they do with me. I have a like apps on my phone and I believe that sometimes spirits can communicate through them. And a lot of people in the paranormal world, has said, no, they don't. And a lot are actually coming around lately going, well, if they can manipulate a light or turn on your TV or speak through a spirit box, which is also, you know, with energy, why can't they do that with your phone as well? They sure can. I I can tell you firsthand they can do that. I've had that experience. Me too. Like, I didn't believe it at first. I'm always, I'm very skeptical of everything at first. Like, all of this stuff is was new to me, but I'm going to try it first. I'm going to sit there. I went live with a spirit box for the first time I turned it on without playing with it first. I just turned it on, and we ended up getting clear things, and I posted it on, I, was, I think, my first live ever on, it's amazing. <laughs> on the Ghost Hunting because I was going, okay. And the great thing about including people who are not in the paranormal world is they'll pick up stuff that you didn't even hear. Like they said, I heard this word. I saw this. And I'm like, that's great. Like, tell me what you sense, what you feel. I want feedback. I'm a feedback junkie. Like, tell me what's going on. If you think this is not real, tell me why. 
tell me what's wrong. You know, you can't just say, I don't believe that. Well, that's fine. I'm not going to try to make you believe. You'll see what you see. You'll choose what to believe, what you want to choose to believe. That's fine. Like, as long as you don't think I'm faking anything, because that so far has drove me crazy. But I mean, how do you prove it other than going live? You're so right. And the one advantage that you will always have over even the most seasoned ghost hunter is you have that psychic and medium ability. And a lot of seasoned ghost hunters don't even have that. They can develop, you know, a a, a sixth sense about it after a while and get the feeling, but you have it built in. So you have a propensity to elicit paranormal activity with whatever you're doing, because they're going to be attracted to you. You're like a magnet for that kind of stuff. That is for sure. And from the paranormal team, from the professionals, they have a full-blown medium as well. Yeah. So she draws them in. I draw them in. So we do get a lot more activity than some people, but there have been plenty of times that we even got minimal activity. And we show that we show that on the show as well. Even sure. Even we're doing the, the editing now, going through all the footage and everything we recorded, we're actually catching stuff that we didn't see while we were there going, what the heck was that? Like, oh, my God. We, we did the same thing. I caught some powerful stuff as we were editing it and didn't even see it at the time. Wow. See, because when you're in it, there's stuff you miss. Completely. Now we, I'm, we went live today and caught, like, the people were catching stuff that they said a chandelier started swinging, and I didn't even notice it. And then, of course, it's, it spooked me because then I look up and go, oh, shit, it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying not to run out of this apple. <laughs> Angela, I'm curious about some of the, you know, the ones that you can talk about a couple of the locations that you've been to or or an example of a location that sticks out to you that you were just like, yeah, there was a lot going on here. Oh, yeah. there's So far, everything has been popping with, with a lot of activity. There's been some places it's been dead, where, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Old Town Spring, I will tell you, they do label that as one of the most haunted places in Texas and so, of course, I had to go there. But Old Town Spring, even when you go on the Old Town Spring, the, the ghost walk with the two ladies that you'll see on the episode, I let them tell the history because they've worked with the historical society. So everything they're telling you is is verified. And everything that's not verified, they'll tell you this is the rumor or this is the story we've heard. But everything being authentic. Me, personally, when we went there, our vehicles had trouble starting. That was oh, one issue. interesting. Like, That's not good. And the first time I came home from just scouting the place, we had activity in my home that started heavy, and it was not good activity. It was it was one of the first times in my home with spirits I was scared. It felt dark, like something had followed me. Oh, and wow. I started hearing and seeing things, and I said, this isn't good. This isn't good. And we had uh, something fly off the shelf at my home. We had something fly off the stairs. And I'm like, no, this is not what I'm used to from things being haunted. This is something dark. And uh, this is really scaring me. And yeah. It was just really scary. Yeah, you definitely, it, se- it sounds like in that incident, incident you did bring home a, a dark attachment, which is very common. I've definitely experienced it. And I've had a lot of friends who have had that. They'll go to a location, something really ominous happens in their home and it's scary it doesn't matter how seasoned you are it's always going to be scary 
<laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Because then you, with me being a novice at the time, and I mean like a novice, novice when we started, that I had dealt with spirits that were around me my whole life, but not something that was dark that followed me home. That was, and Old Town Spring is notorious for that. So the tour guides will tell you that you need to say you can't follow me home. You need to protect yourself as best you can. And and people who have no experience in the paranormal have caught things on camera. And that's how heavy it is for Old Town Spring. Like, it, it's really different. And the they say there's, like, an Indian curse there and that things will catch fire. And that's 100% true is that things catch fire there. That's yeah, it's incredible. There, and there, we've seen it. And there's definitely something to Native Americans putting hexes or energies on certain landscapes because they're they're so in tune with the spirit world that when there's a rumor about that going on you know yeah there's probably going to be something pretty intense happening today for sure (laughs) there's just something that that goes back to one of our older cultures that people were more in tune with the non-living and the reason i say that is that's why i wonder where we lost that because used to it was normal to commune with your ancestors. Even with if you go down to Mexico, you have Dio de los Muertos and you have yeah. them. It's normal to honor your ancestors and commune with the dead. And then suddenly it was so taboo. And then now look at how many shows we have and how many people that's out there doing that. That's such a good point. That is so true. Um, and that's why I said definitely they got to touch on that that we don't have. <laughs> Now, I'm curious with you, do you have a dream location, a place you really want to get into? doesn't have to be just in Texas, like any location that sticks out to you. Oh, definitely. I have been feeling very drawn to either going over to Ireland or Scotland, somewhere overseas, and to a castle, some place that has such energy attached to the entire land, to the walls, to everything there like the history in europe and scotland ireland russia anywhere that's overseas where we all started before we came over here the history is so deep the paranormal world is viewed completely different over there it's it's more respected and more common oh like sure over there is like different totally different oh no you're absolutely right like in ireland they're known as the fairies they have fairy mounds and fairy hills and they honor that that you know that activity and in scotland i mean perfect locations for you to mention because they are definitely rich with paranormal activity yes that's that's actually the measure of how i know that i've made it is if we can get over there and explore things over there like if i'm in a a Scottish castle, I've made it. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I made it. I'm here, Mom. <laughs> so when they say, Angela, we're going to Europe, you know, okay, that's the sign I was looking for. Yes. I will probably <laughs> fall to my knees and cry with just being so happy because that's, that's kind of my goal is to take this to the next level each season and try to explore more history and try to, you know, there's so many places that's covered, but how many places have been uncovered? You know, there's, I I don't want to just touch on the places everyone knows about. How many places haven't we explored? I mean, there's so much out there. I love that. I really do. And I'm, I'm curious. I want to get your take on some of the hot topics in the paranormal community. And you don't even have to believe in all of these things. I'm just curious what you think 
about some of the lore. And since we mentioned Scotland, let's go the cryptozoological route. What do you think of the Loch Ness Monster? That, I think it probably existed that there was something that, I mean, if you think about the ocean, the yeah. deeper we go, the, you know, we can't go so deep without the pressurized type of devices, different things. But science is uncovering new species and things every yep. day. Yep. There's probably one or two creatures or something that was left over and started becoming extinct that was living really deep. I and agree. It probably surfaced a time or two. We we may have caught it on camera, and then it's gone. But then it's kind of neat to keep the legend going. Like oh, absolutely. It's not here anymore. It's probably extinct, which is sad. But there probably was a creature like that, something more prehistoric, something that if we did have, you know, the what was it, their theory with the you had the meteor that came in. If it's right. down deep in the ocean, it probably didn't affect creatures that were that deep. So uh, exactly survived but the rest of them probably died out which is sad but we'll never know but i truly believe there was something there i do too no i'm right there with you and 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 in that vein i'm curious what you think of like bigfoot mothman you think there's something to it oh man we have had the debate on bigfoot for so long my husband actually very much believes, and I'm one of those going, just show me something that leads me to believe. And I, said, <laughs> I don't think so. It's that's you know not that I have a place to where I say no. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen anything that would make me believe there's something like that because it would mean something that didn't evolve. And we just have so much technology. I feel like we would have found something, but not to say it doesn't. Okay, no, that's. I haven't really seen enough that would lead me to believe on that. I I, always change my mind. I no, I respect an honest answer fully. So thank you for that. No, seriously. What about? Here's a big one: aliens, Uh, UFOs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, me too. That's one of those. uh, That one, I'm a hundred percent because there's just too like they've already come out with the CIA and other people saying they exist. And what's so crazy is no one blinked an eye. We were watching the Johnny Depp trial and no one cared. Right, that's so true. <laughs> what? I said, didn't they just announce that we have that we have UFOs? And people go, sure, we knew that, and they moved on. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is an excellent point. <laughs> no one cared. We're like, we had what they shot down something and they said, Oh, it's a spy balloon, and then we shot down something else and then People still didn't bat an eye. They're like, oh, but look at my new TikTok dance. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Well said. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's why they released that information now. Because if you think about the 50s, people were more panicked. So Mm -hmm. they withheld that information. I'm not mad at it. People would freak out. Now we have so much information that we've kind of all figured out there's got to be more to it. So I'm a lot more accepting with that. I think for sure there's too much evidence to show that we don't have the answers for it, but we have enough evidence to show. Like with the, what was that show with the guy with the crazy hair? (laughs) Oh gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And I, and I'm picturing it now. (laughs) (laughs) It was aliens. And I'm like, oh man, that dude was right. I just need to fix my hair a little bit crazy. I just let it get frizzy and I'll start talking about the aliens next. <laughs> You'll look a lot better than him on camera, trust me. I hope so. I hope so. I have to be a lot more cleavage so that they won't pay attention to my hair. 
<laughs> here's here's a big topic, Angela. The I would say probably the granddaddy of them all for haunted houses in the United States. What's your opinion on the now I've been I've been to this location, so I I want your opinion on it. The Amityville Horror House. Oh wow, that one is definitely a big one. I will admit that I have researched it but not watched the movie because okay. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I grew up living in a haunted home, and I'm always scared that my perception will change while watching it. But do I believe it's real? Yes. I believe there's there's a lot of dark energy connected there. Yep. And I think with so many people that keep visiting it, it keeps it alive. You I are 100% correct. Because I think that a lot of times, think about it, people die all the time, might die in the home, on the farm, different places. That doesn't mean that the place will suddenly become dark and ominous. There's people that's been murdered. doesn't mean it's dark and ominous. But when you keep an energy alive that started off pretty dark, I think 100% it feeds from it. And whatever you feed and focus on, it grows. You are 100%. You're so right. I, I went there years ago with my dear friends, Stephen and Devin, and they very wisely stayed off the property. And I, of course, I went up to the front door, touched it. I looked in the kitchen and, and I did get a very unsettling vibe just touching the house. So oh, in wow. my opinion, no question, something is there and waiting. And I, I always fear for people who are mediums like me, my biggest fear out of everything we're doing is the fear, oh, and holy crap, uh, my lights are flickering as we're talking about it. Here we go. I, and I believe that. I Things like that happen. Oh, we're we stirring go. energies up. I'm telling you, this, this actually happened live on one of my podcasts is that we started talking about uh, demonology because I don't know a lot about it. And they started explaining it, and all my lights flickered. And I went, oh, it happened as we're talking about it. Well, if you if you have any trouble, I have a dear friend of mine, Ralph Sarchi, whose life was made into the movie Deliver Us From Evil, and he is a lifelong demonologist. So no one's going to mess with you, Angela, I promise. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I, may, I may have to talk to him. This is all new to me. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad you opened this door, actually. What is your opinion on people? And now, I advise highly against this but using ouija boards in haunted locations i am right there with you with against the ouija boards Mm -hmm. i'll tell you why that especially someone who is not skilled it's basically like i tell people would you go open your front door yes hey i don't care if you're good or bad just come on in you're probably not going to get the best people good people are not generally just going to go walk in your house so when you open a door and say, who's there, come in, you're probably going to get people that you don't want in or spirits or demons that you don't want in. So I am very against it. Everything that we do is talking to spirits that's already there. Like, I am not inviting new ones. I'm not saying, hey, everybody's welcome. It's a party. <laughs> no, that. that you're that is it's so funny you, the way you said it, because that's the same thing that I tell people, it's like opening your front door and saying, come on in. You just don't know what's going to walk through. See, we're kindred spirits. We got we, the same mindset. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. We sure do. And, uh, and now we also talked about this topic off air, but I, I want to get your, you know, thoughts on air. When you're going to these locations, do you seek out the negative 
and the demonic, or is that something you would generally shy away from? Uh, so far with season one, it's something that I was prepared for by the girls that, hey, last time we came here, there was something demonic. Be prepared. Um, I actually consulted with a Taoist priest named Blue who prepared me how to protect myself and do things if I came across it, but definitely not seeking it at all. Like it's one of those that what's really strange about that is even in these dark places, it's mostly people who are just misunderstood. And people will mistake that energy for demonic. Every yeah. time they'll, they'll think, that's a demon. It's like, actually, it's just a really pissed off person because you walked up in here and you basically stuck a microphone in his face and says, are you <laughs> a girl or a boy? What's your name? Can you tell me about your past? Did you die here? You're like, oh my God. <laughs> so true. Like, Can you back away? <laughs> no, just like there are you know, f- unfriendly people in life, there are unfriendly earthbound spirits in the afterlife. And they're going to be nasty if you confront them. For sure. And I don't blame them. So usually when I sit down, my first question is I tell them, do you want to talk? And a lot of times we get, like when we went to La Caraf and the hearsay, when we got into the hearsay at first, there was someone that actually saw a spirit there before we got there, right before we got there, ran out of the bathroom screaming. And we're like, dang, where was our, our filming then, you know? <laughs> right. And when we get there, nothing. No flashlight activity, nothing. We're sitting there. So we have to be patient as we're filming. We didn't have as many cameras at the time. And then, sure enough, you know, the girls are asking all the questions. And I finally said, look, dude, if you don't want us here, just turn on the flashlights. And the flashlights all went bright. And I said, yep, we're out. <laughs> look at that. And you respected the wishes because some people do that and they stick around. You listened and very wise on your part. Oh, yeah. We went and walked downstairs and I said, okay, if you're upstairs, you stay up there. Whatever's down here or whoever's down here can talk to us. If it's the same and you want us to go, let us know. Uh, luckily, at that time, we started getting communication, but the crazy thing was they, whatever it was, ran for the back door, flew it open, slammed it shut. And I'm sitting there. I haven't reviewed that footage yet. I hope to God we caught that. <laughs> right. Because the manager stayed behind as a witness. Because we actually usually prefer if someone can stay behind. You don't want too many people there. But we had the manager. He said, I believe in this stuff. I've been grabbed. But I'd kind of like to see what y'all do. And he was filming with his cell phone, and I looked at him, and his jaw was just wide open. Yeah, because you're getting it from a neutral party, you know? It's like, wow. It's like, how do you explain that? That's why I actually started taking people with me to see what I do, because when I first started this show, I was told not to do it. I was told by preachers not to do it friends not to do it people who love me and care about me they're like you're going to get hurt you're a medium that's going to happen and not everybody knows that about me you know they know that i've got abilities but they they don't know the expense and i actually touch on it more on the show since it's me outing myself i'm like okay fine yeah and you know why i'm a little bit quirky and uh, basically when you go into these places i mean you just don't know what you're going to get Like, I can't cue anything. I can't script if a ghost is going to be good or bad or there at all. Because these people are just people. They just happen to be on a different plane of existence. That's kind of how I see it. Oh, no. I I think you're completely right. And 
Speaking of a different plane of existence, what is your thoughts and, and do you have an angel or a spirit guide that you feel is around you when you're at this, you know, when you're out and about doing these locations and investigations? Definitely. Um, I, I actually went to the Taoist priest, uh, the one I mentioned, his name is Blue, that he actually showed me who my spirit guides are, who my guardian angel is. I got to have a conversation. I never would have, you know, not that I didn't believe, but it's one of those, you feel something around you, but I didn't have specifics. So you always kind of doubt yourself. Like I feel something, but I'm not sure. And he helped to open that door for me to where I was very clear in my communication, you know, teaching me how to do meditation, teaching me to protect myself with light surrounding me so that I'm not absorbing anything negative and that I only welcome things that are welcoming, <laughs> so to speak. No, I think that, that's I, smart. I definitely have that. But I see them with other people now, like heavily. Like it's, it's almost like everything's like cranked the volume up with my abilities and it's kind of freaks me out a little bit. I, I had to have a conversation with, you know, friends and family yesterday going, is, is this my calling? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Because now I actually have people who are stopping me and, and doing readings now. They're like, I need you to tell me this. And they don't even know that I'm a medium. People just approach me and they go, I feel like you're a medium. So tell me this. I mean, how would you know that? That doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> no. I, and I can tell you as somebody whose sister is gifted in that field, it's a good gig. <laughs> so you will probably continue to get people stopping you and wanting readings and saying, Hey, what's going on with my life? Right. And I, and I hope I help them. It's, it's usually, I have to start asking the right questions of, is there anything that you don't want to know? Because there's, there's some people that have clearly told me, Hey, if they were doing something like X, Y, or Z, X, Y, or Z, don't tell me, you know, some people do not want to know. I have, I have figured that out. They go, we don't want to know. And they say, but, you know, can you tell me this, this, and this? Because un unfortunately, though, things are different on the other side. They, they tell me practically everything. <laughs> right. Who is in this field? Who's your biggest influence? Uh, let's see. Oh my goodness. There's just, there's so many, uh, lately I've been tuning into a lot with, uh, Nathan Winters with a lot of what he's been doing. Um, there's just, oh my gosh, there's so many people. Like I yeah. said, oh man, you caught me off guard with that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've watched him because I like the way he does his show. Um, with Amy, Amy Bruni and Adam Berry have been yes. my biggest influence because they're so respectful and like you can feel their heart when you're watching it it's like they're not acting they're you know they're on a show but they're willing to show you behind the scenes like they go live and have shown these things before they air so they're showing you look we're really doing this this is not we're not scripting this we're not doing this here we go they've really and they have uh the gentleman with them it's also a medium. He just cracks me up. Like, I love him. Because, because he'll go, nope, whenever, whenever he sees something he doesn't like. And I go, that's going to be me one day. Someone's right. going to go, hey, come here and I'll just show you remotely. And he looks and he goes, uh, nope, I don't like that. <laughs> like, that's going to be me. Now, so are, I have heavy respect for them. I mean, are you, with your ability, if someone, let's say, shows you a photograph of a location, do you start picking up vibrations from the photo itself? 
Oh, yes. And oftentimes now the spirits will come visit me before I go to a location. And that's wow. been new. That's been new. That was something that I, I have found, though, that I'll tell you something about the show in the beginning is we had cameras breaking. We had cards erased. We started having such chaos that we've actually had to go back and redo investigations like start fresh. And go, okay, now we have to come back here and refilm. Like uh, Demon's Road, we completely had to redo. And I I told everyone, I announced it on my page because I'm I'm very open. I want full disclosure of going, hey, if you see something I showed you here, this is why you're not seeing it on the episode. Because we actually had to go back. And it's like we were terrified thinking, who knows if the spirits will speak to us or something will happen. We don't know. Right. (laughs) So we've had that happen. And... It's just been, wow. Like, I mean, you just can't predict anything. That's one thing I can tell you about all of this. You have to have patience. You have to have grace. And you better get ready. Right. <laughs> you don't know what you're facing. And your skills are just getting stronger and stronger because you're tapping into that spirit world going to these locations and you already had that built-in ability. So I think you're going to come out of this like just – the Wonder Woman of the paranormal. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I hope so because I hope I, there's so many spirits I want to help and people I want to help, and I really want the truth uncovered. I don't want to. If something happens and it ends up being boring, then it's boring. But I want everything to be authentic and genuine. I want everything to, you know, we've never had where nothing has happened ever, but we have had certain locations we went where it's pretty quiet. Sure. And, and one. I do ask ahead of time now, since the spirits will visit me before I go there, I focus on the location and I actually have asked their permission. So that's that's very respectful. I asked their permission. I said, we're coming into film, but what they told me scared the crap out of me. That's one of the scarier places. (laughs) They said, we're going to burn your film. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I said, please don't. I said, I know people come out here. They do ghost walk, but they're very respectful with it. They're just sharing your history. I said, if we didn't do this, no one will remember you. And then it got quiet. My spirit box went quiet. Everything went quiet. I said, look, I'm not going to come out here and agitate you. I'm going to come out here and talk to who wants to talk to me. If you don't, I respect that you don't. And sure enough, then they said, okay, I was like, that's all I heard. My spirit box went silent. And I said, okay, because the the paranormal girls a lot of times have told me that spirits don't like to be filmed. And sometimes they just won't do anything. And I said, well, I'm going to be honest with them. And I'm going to tell them I've got a camera. I've got a camera. This is what we're doing. I love that. That is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's respectful. And because you're so respectful, they respect you in return. And wow, hundred percent. It's the only times since the the three episodes out of the six have went flawless, only because I had a spirit session the day of or day before and asked permission, and they told me what their concerns were, like I don't want to do this or this feels uncomfortable. What does this mean? And I said, this is the equipment I'm bringing. This is what we're gonna do. Can you show me? And I asked them to activate the equipment to say are you okay with this? And then they do. And I proceed forward. Cause I, I mean, it's, it's an uncomfortable situation. I'm not that person that's going to barge in people's homes or locations and, and bother people. I'm going to say, I'm coming in. 
You don't right. want to talk to me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you you had mentioned growing up, you were in a haunted house. Did you have that same type of relationship with the spirits in your home? Was it a was it a respectful <laughs> haunting? Oh yeah, it didn't start off at first. It was more of the once you see them and they see you, it's it's kind of that you know almost like a, a standoff at first. And you have to kind of set clear boundaries and say, hey, I know you're there, but would you mind not turning my lights on and off? Or, hey, I know you're there, but, you know, would you mind not appearing to me down the hall so I don't, you know, pee myself in the bed? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, please don't. And it was people who used to stay the night with me stopped staying the night with me because they would see stuff. They're, I saw a lady walk down the hallway and then they'd never come over again. And then I was just devastated because so then my spirits were kind of my only friends. I was, I was a lonely little kid going, well, I guess I'll be the weirdo talking to spirits, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. So would you actually see them at night and, and have an interaction? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would just come in and generally they were just letting me know they were there. Like with uh, my grandfather is around me and he's around my mother. He goes back and forth. He'll smell. He used to smoke um, like a, a big pipe and you can smell it. It's heavy, heavy smell. And I truly would love to research the science by why can that happen? Yeah. How is it that a spirit can make you smell something? Like, is he really smoking on the other side? Like, what does this mean? I know. I've always taken it as them manipulating our senses, but I don't know. Like, just as they can apparate objects, maybe they can apparate smells, you know? It's gotta be. Yeah. It's, it's, we were just in that house earlier today, the, like I said, that we went and investigated a haunted house today and she smelled toast a hundred times. She kept going, do you smell that? I caught one whiff and I'm looking around going, oh, I hope somebody didn't leave a burner on. And <laughs> right? and I was like, oh God, I said, we're going to be in trouble in this house. And, and sure enough, it was like you said, manipulating the smell, the olfactory system. So it, I would love to see, you know, there's a lot of paranormal science that we're not getting into. We know there's something you can't, no one can just say there's nothing that would, you know, then that just negates science. Science has never said yes or no. Science always says maybe question mark. <laughs> so true. Wow. Well said. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No. And I appreciate you. And I only have two more questions for you. Sure. One, will you come back to the show? Because you're a delight and I feel like we've just scratched the surface. So I would love to have you back on. Oh yes, for sure. Especially getting it like this has been amazing. I love getting into the deeper topics, like not just hitting the surface, but those deep dives. I love it. Yes. We will get into the weeds. So this will be one of, I think several appearances for you on this show. <laughs> oh, hey, that sounds awesome. No, honestly, it's been, uh, it's really been a delight, but I also must ask you, where can people find you if you want to be found? So let's, oh, let's give that information out. Well, hopefully it'll come to my house. But no. Yeah. Don't show up at Angela's house. First of all, her husband will probably beat you up anyway. So don't show up 
at her hum. But go ahead. <laughs> no, he'd probably just shake his head and go, "Come on in." <laughs> but no, you can find us. Uh, YouTube is going to be where we start streaming episodes. So YouTube is going to be the main platform. You can find us the at Ghost Hunting Beauties. That's our handle there. Um, we're on Twitter for content for people who want to keep up there under Ghost Hunt Beauty because, of course, they make you have a short little name. We have um, TikTok is where you're going to get probably the most right now because we're giving a lot of teasers and, and we're going uh, live with things that you can see. We had people today that got to experience real ghost hunting with what we do and they go, oh, my God, we just saw that go off. Like you can see the cat falls go off. You can see the chandeliers and and hopefully somebody heard there was a baby crying in the house today, which that scared me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to watch that one. Oh, my gosh. But um, for the episodes, we'll be streaming. They'll start in September. Uh, we're also we're going to be filming more and more podcasts. We haven't launched any of them yet because we're still getting it all down. We want to kind of hit everything at once. Uh, so pre- pretty soon, I guess we will be getting on Spotify, other streaming platforms, Facebook. You can see us. A lot of a lot more humor on Facebook if you add us on Facebook, because we share a lot with the paranormal community there, and and then we've got um, let's see where else I see Twitter, Facebook, we've got uh, Instagram, Instagram. I mean we're we're all over the place. We've we've even got a place on Pinterest. We're trying to provide for everybody. We want everybody to kind of if different platforms. I know some people are on some and not others, and we want everyone to be able to enjoy it. Like we on our channels, we're talking about, you know, laying out a little bit more of the science, getting more in depth. We have blogs on our website, which is ghosthuntingbeauties.com. That's where you can really go and find where the episodes will be attached to our YouTube. You'll be able to even see what gear we use because I've got people going, what kind of camera is that? Not only can you find it on our page, but you can click the link and buy it. Like we will have you for anybody who wants to get started and go, we want to do it too. I'll be like, well, click the link and here's what we're using and here's how we're doing it. It's it's no secret. I mean, we want more and more people to, to follow our lead if they can. That'd be a lot of fun. I absolutely love that. So for those of you who need to hear it again, go to ghosthuntingbeauties.com. Check out the site. It's really impressive it really is and i'm excited to watch all these episodes i think it's amazing what you're doing and i really sincerely appreciate you donating your time tonight to talk shop (laughs) this has been a lot of fun i I can't wait till the next time you let me know i'll come back and we'll hit some of the harder topics we'll get to it all right you heard her ladies and gentlemen i'm going to ask you to pause for one second because i want to thank you off air but in the meantime, this is Brian Hobson for Angela Cotts and Footsteps in the Attic. We'll see you next week.